Angelo Tolberg, welcome to episode 12 of Between the Levees. Thank you for joining me this morning. No problem, no problem. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama, born and raised. What did your parents do for a living? Well, my dad, he, he worked in the, uh, the, he was a mailman, but at first he was in the service. He did Air Force. He was in the Air Force for three years, and then he swapped over and did, uh, uh, went into the, uh, the Army, and he finished out his career in the Army, and then he went into uh, being a letter carrier. He did that for 38 years. So he retired out the service and out the uh, a letter carrier. You know what he did in the military? Yeah, he he worked in the uh, supply department, the supplies department, and then um, in the uh, Air Force he was uh, actually going to school, studying to be a doctor. But all that changed. My mom got pregnant, and so he had to uh, swap that up and. Uh, that's why he transferred from the Air Force into the Army. He just went into the supply department. What did your mom do? She used to stay at home, Mom. At first, she was doing hair, and then as we came along, she just decided to uh, just be, you know, stay at home, Mom. How many kids did she have? Three. I'm the only boy. I'm the, uh, the middle child. I have an older sister, and I have a younger sister. What are they up to these days? Oh, let's see. My oldest sister, I think she's uh, she works at a auto parts store. And my youngest sister, she's a security guard in um, some big tech firm in uh, Washington, D.C. No kidding. Oh, what was uh, growing up in Mobile? What year were you born? I was born in 73, 73, 1973. How was your childhood? Oh, man, I couldn't. It was, it was good, man. You know, I. Ain't no complaints, you know. My daddy provided everything that we needed, and then a couple of wants, but for the most part, man, I, I know ain't no complaints, no complaints at all. What did you like to do growing up? Oh, uh, I was more of a, I was quiet, but I like sports like baseball, basketball, football, stuff like that. And then <clears throat> when my dad had time, he used to, uh, he had a little bass boat, so he used to take all of us fishing. And some of his little uh little honey holes that he had. And uh we used to, you know, as a family go out and do that. Sometimes we'd go down to uh Dolphin Island on a, a Friday evening when he got off from work. And then we would uh go down there. We wouldn't come back home until uh late Sunday, spend the weekend down there just fishing on the beach, enjoying ourselves, you know. Sure, good for you. Were you drawn to anything academically in school or anything? Any any certain subjects? Oh no, no. I uh, I just went to school, you know, did my little did my little thing, and, and uh, came on back home. I didn't have a, a favorite uh study there. Yeah. Uh, when did you uh start working? Just in general. Oh, my first job, my ever first job was cutting grass. Okay. It was a guy named Mr. Matthews, and uh, I was around 13, and that was my first ever, ever job there, and uh, he used to come by the house, pick me up about 5.30 in the morning, we would go down to Navico, and he know a bunch of uh, wealthy people down there, because they cut their grass early in the morning, and he would uh, come and pick me up, and he have it already cut, man, and uh, we'll... Uh, 
I go out there and rake rake everything up and put it in bags and we'll just go from yard to yard, man. He was he was a he was a fair guy, you know. He uh, he worked. That's all he knew was work, 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 and more work. He didn't have no kids. <laughs> he had like fifteen dogs. I guess he considered them as his kids. But yeah, that was my first first job I ever had. Uh, well, what'd you do after high school? How'd you end up getting into towboating? Oh, uh, that's funny. After high school, I uh, had a couple of restaurant jobs, and I asked my cousin because my cousin he he works on uh he works on ships. And so he's a, he works in the student department and I was just, you know, asking him and he kind of told me how to get my uh, passport. So I got my passport and all that stuff together while I was, uh, had these little in and out jobs there. I got everything lined up and when I was finna graduate, I called up to Ponta Point, Maryland, where the school was at for uh, trying to train to get on the ship. And the guy who I was talking to, he was telling me that he can get me into school, but it'll be a three-year wait. And I was like, man, I, you know, I ain't trying to wait that long. And so he told me that if I sent him $3,000, he could uh, put me ahead of a bunch of people. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> right. I, I didn't, I, yeah, I, I didn't know him from, you know, Adam's out So I, I didn't, I didn't do that at all. So uh, I had some ins and out job, and then finally one day I just I was reading a, a ad in a newspaper about this company. Um, they were um hiring people to uh, no, they was getting people jobs on boats. And so my first my first uh, boat job was actually I ain't gonna put the company out there, but it was a supply boat company out of Golden Meadows, Louisiana, and the the boat I was on was in the shipyard because I didn't work there, but well, I think it was maybe nine months. Right. And the first nine months, the boat was in the yard. So I really, you know, <laughs> they had did a major, major overhaul on it. From the hull all the way up to the top of the wheelhouse, the engine room. They changed out all the fuel tanks and water tanks. And, I mean, they just did them. They spent some money on it. And uh, so I was in the shipyard one day, and I was asking the guy, one of the welders, hey, man, you know, because it was all right money back then but the people who got me the job they was really you know i had to pay them back first it was like more like a uh they was getting probably 90 percent of my check so once i paid them then the money you know i would start eventually uh seeing a little, little bit of my money but what year what year was this and how old were you i was 20 21 22 i think and this was back in 90, I want to say 94. All right. 94. Yeah, back in, no, 95, 95, because I started with, with Orsoff in 96. So, yeah, later part of 95. And uh, so I was talking to a guy in the shipyard, and he was like, if you really want to make some money, he didn't call them towboats. He called them pushboats. He said, you go over there. And so I, I was just, after I got home, I was reading, a, reading in the newspaper, I just looking at the maritime jobs and I seen one with Midley and I've been I've been with the tugboat boat companies ever since ninety six. I started out with Midland slash um Orsau. That was a that, that was uh in Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. And we was I mean, running from Mobile to Pensacola, 
or Mobile to uh, Panama City. That's when the coal industry was booming real heavy back then. And that was back in February the February 6th of 1996. That's when I started. Tell me about the first time you stepped on deck. Oh, man, it was uh, nerve-wracking, but also kind of exciting. My uh, mate, his name was Robert Dunaway. He was actually from Mobile. I actually went to school with him, but he had dropped out, and I wonder what happened to him. And come to find out, <laughs> first boat I ever rode was with him. It was the uh, motor vessel Zoe. I caught a flight from Mobile, Alabama, and uh, we flew to uh, Houston. And they got us a rental car from Houston, and we had to drive from Houston to uh, Port Conference. And so he was just telling me the ins and outs before we got to the boat. And once we got to the boat, it was, like I said, it was nerve-wracking, but ex uh, exciting at the same time. And uh, them first couple of nights, man, I was like, you know, you know, <laughs> what I got myself into. But as, you know, as the trip went on, I got, you know, I got comfortable. You know, it's, it's new. I didn't know what I was doing. It seemed kind of, you know, I ain't never been away from home like that. So, but at the same time, it was kind of, like I say, exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. But for for the most part, it was that first trip was like all right. Then the second trip, it was you know, as the trip as it, as I uh, kept coming back, the trips they got you know better and better, and the job it got you know easier and easier because you you know really just doing the same thing over and over again. And were you uh, when you got on board? Were y'all standing by loading something in Point Comfort, or were y'all ready to go as soon as you got on? That's that's the funny thing. No, when I got on, we are uh, settled with Port Comfort for a week. They was waiting for a part to come back for the uh the loader, and it had to come from Japan. So it took about a week for that part to come back, um for the loader for uh from Japan. So it was, it was uh <laughs> like I said, it was kind of nerve wracking but exciting at the at the same time. Because once they got going, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. I was standing out there. He just told me, you know, stand out there and uh, man the line while the boat was shoved into the uh, his headline on the side of the barge. Because out there, when they load when they load the barges in Port Comfort, you have to actually manu manually uh, move the barge while the boat is shoving into the, his uh, headline. You have to actually stand out there and feed the uh, slack into the line because the loader out there, the arm, it only moves back and forth. It don't move side to side. So... Gotcha. Yeah, that was we was waiting to uh, have some empties to get loaded. Uh, what was the onboarding or training process to get on that boat? Oh, uh, it was a lot different from England. They with with Midland, it was more of a you know do it this way, stay you know stay out of the line of fire. But it, it, safety was it was a like a priority, but not like a priority. If you kind of know what I mean. You know, yeah. Ingram, they, you know, they preach real big about, about, you know, being safe. But with, with Midland, it was kind of, it was kind of different. You know, it's, I guess when it's run by investors, you know, people, they ought to, you know, make money. But when Ingram is family owned, so it's kind of, it's kind of different. You know what I mean? So you can see the difference between Ingram and, and Midland. Um, but uh, for the most part, you know, you try to, try to stay out of harm's way. Sure. Which way sure. you go there. And then what were y'all shoving? What were y'all pushing once y'all got underway? 
We had six loads, six loads. It was six loads going, six empties are uh, coming back from uh, Port Comfort all the way to uh, Zito Algiers. And we would drop off at Zito Algiers and uh, pick up six empties out of Zito Algiers and uh, go back through Algiers route and uh, go all the way to either Port Comfort or Brownsville, Texas. What was it like coming through Algiers Lock for the first time? Oh, uh, that was a learning experience. Like I say, I ain't, you know, never been on a boat before. It was it was kind of really nerve-wracking a little bit, but at the same time, like I said, I was kind of anxious to try to, you know, learn what I was doing. First time I went through, it was snakes on the, the long wall, so that kind of had me jittery a little bit, kind of scared yeah. to, <laughs> you know, touch the line because sometimes the guy was telling me, Robert was telling me that if you leave it on there, the snakes, they'll actually – crawl on there and you have to wait till they get off or he'll go uh he had like a stick in his hand and pop them off but i wasn't gonna do that because that was my first trip so you know <laughs> i was scared i don't like snakes so yeah but yeah and then you have to watch your line because if you don't it'll fall down and then now you got a, the chain the uh, lock man he got to raise the chamber back up then you have to put slack in your line and you have to raise it back down so yeah it was it was nerve-wracking but a learning experience at the same time. What was it like coming into the Mississippi for the first time versus that canal? Ooh, man, I was like, I never knew it existed, to be honest, which, <laughs> you know, you, you hear stuff, but you really just don't, you know, pay attention to it. Um, I couldn't believe, uh, you know, the ships and the traffic and and just you know just all you know everything going on i couldn't believe that 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 it even existed man it was like a whole a whole nother world to me you know right. i was like wow i don't know you know how, how did they manage all this stuff you got all this you know all these boats going and coming and you got the uh cruise ships coming stuff like that so i was like man they gonna hit one another you know like i said my first time on a boat so i didn't know how how he was gonna manage traffic but as time went on, I kind of, you know, started going to the wheelhouse, sitting up there listening and paying attention and seeing how they do things, and it all started clicking. Well, obviously, you're in the wheelhouse now. Uh, what was your journey from deck to wheelhouse? Oh, man, that was <laughs> that, that was uh, that was an experience there, buddy. A learning experience, to be honest with you. But anything just like in life, you know, the do's and your don'ts but uh, i had a lot of a lot of people that helped me my wife especially she put the fire under my ass helped me uh get there you know she was always pushing me pushing me pushing me and uh so we finally you know we finally made it there but uh yeah it was it, it was a it was a journey man but like i say it was a it was a, a lesson to be learned when did you start steering Oh, uh, I actually started steering before I got my license. That was with uh, a guy named Rodney Norris. May he rest in peace, man. Uh, he got me up there. Let's see. I started in 96. So I'm going to say around 2005, I started steering with Rodney. Um, it was on the uh, – we was off the Zoe then. We had got the uh, Louisiana Star, and he, he started letting me steer. In the canal, he wouldn't let me do it in the river. He'll let me steer by five, ten minutes, just just in straightaways, you know, sure, sure. just to get get the feel of it, you know. And uh, it was uh, it was nice, man. 
it was nerve wracking too. But once I figured it out, then I was like, okay, I can pretty much, uh, I can pretty much do this. And so each trip here let me stay a little longer, a little longer, and a little longer to the point to where one trip he let me, he let me stay up there about about three hours. He had stepped outside for about an hour or so. But I, what I didn't know was he was right underneath the wheelhouse the whole time and uh, just watching me, seeing how I was doing. And he'll come back up and see if I was, you know, messing up or whatever. Or <laughs> give me some pointers and watch for this, watch for the wind, how the whole empties up in the wind. Um, the radar, you know, watching the radar, how close you come, coming to, you know, meeting people, talking on the radio, stuff like that. Right. Have you been on the canal your whole career? Well, let's see. I guess you could you could say that because when we was running out east, it was from Mobile, to Panama, or to Pensacola. So I would I would pretty much say, yeah, yeah. We they used to have a run going up to uh, Port Birmingham. That was on the ten time as well. So yeah, that that was nice as well. That was with I was on the Alabama Star and the uh, Warrior Star. So yeah, pretty much. I didn't get on the river until. Hmm. I don't know about 15 years of my career. And that was just working in the fleet, you know. It wasn't nothing, nothing too too major until I started. I started tripping over on the uh line boats, the uh I guess the Pat C. Davis cert and the FR Bigelow. And right. I did a couple of trips over there. But other than that, yeah, my pretty much my whole career was based on riding in the canals. What's the craziest thing you've seen out there that comes to mind? Uh, craziest thing I've seen. Oh, people in kayaks, man. They they for some odd reason think it's okay to be in the middle of the river coming down, and it's like I don't get it, man. And they don't even have radio. Some of them do, but the majority don't. And right. you have to be mindful of that because. We got a license to read the radar. So if anything occurs, we we gonna be held responsible. So that I mean, that's I don't know, man. That's about the craziest thing I honestly so far since I've been out there. People in kayaks coming down the river. What about in the canal? In the canal, people on these uh pleasure crafts got their kids on these uh these inner tubes and they'll zigzag in front of the toe with their kids in the back. And that just, ooh, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it drives me up the wall, because to me, I would think that people would be a little more cautious, you know, when they got their kids on, on a uh, inner tube riding, in yeah. front, riding yeah. in front of all this, this steel coming out. So you're steering here and there when you can. When you get your license, when do you switch over officially in the wheelhouse? That was. Man, that was been, that's been, let's see. I had my license five years before I even got in the program. And then I renewed them on deck and then I finally got in there. So I'm going to say, hell, I can't even know. <laughs> it's been that long ago. It's been, uh, I'm going to say about, what, six years ago. And I started steering on the uh, Woody Dooms with Calvin George. Calvin George. And I did my first three months with Captain George on the Wooded Dumas. Was that in the fleet or were they, where they, where were you running? 
Yeah, we was in the fleet in the uh, Mississippi River, just just running a triangle fleet. Basically, learn how to. They want you to get your light boat skills down. Once you get your light boat skills down, then you get some headlining practice, uh, snatching barges out of in and out of fleets. Right. And then you know building tows, working line boats, working outside boats. You know putting barges in and out of tows. How to build them. It's it's a lot, it's a lot to the fleet. I thought it was just um, they did you know mediocre work, but it's more than that because they have a lot of stuff that they they deal with you know ship traffic, line boat traffic, two barge tows traffic. So it's like they deal with a lot of stuff. You know the elevators going to and from like the sugar docks, uh, up there by the uh, the Alcola plant. So it's a lot of stuff that they do that I did, thought that they didn't do. So yeah, I found that out real quick. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, we kind of skipped it. How long, or when did you get on with Ingram? When did Ingram buy Midland? All together, I've been with the company 27 years. So I didn't know the exact merger, but it was, it went from Midland to Keyspan, then from Keyspan to, to Ingram. Early 2000s, right? Like, oh, 102? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Somewhere up in there. Yeah. They they had merged merge. Well, I actually bought Keyspan out. Yeah. Somewhere up in there. Uh, what's your uh what's your favorite run to do and why? <laughs> My favorite run. Oh man, that would that would be uh from Baton Rouge to Houston. That's that's a good run because it's uh it gives it, you know, it gives everybody time to stretch their legs and get some boat work done and uh, work on, you know, learning a little, a little more stuff about the boat and the, uh, the run itself. Because uh, we just got on a new boat and uh, it's uh, it gives everybody time, you know, to learn extra extra stuff and it's extra time. Also, you know, me not going to Houston, it's also a learning curve for me. That way I get to uh, learn a new area. Instead of just being in one area, I get to learn a new area. And the more stuff I know, you know, the better I can be a uh, better asset to England. Right. Uh, how long were you on that salt run? Uh, we was on the salt run for a good little while. Oh, man. Some years, years, and years. I'm going to say at least about five, about five years, five, six years or better. Because uh, I was on the Charlie C, the Mark C, and the Rita doing that salt run for a good little while. Even when I got in the wheelhouse, we stayed we stayed on that that salt run. So I'm saying, yeah, about six, seven years. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been a while, man. That's 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 an interesting place to uh, to go, <laughs> especially uh, over there at uh, Weeks. <laughs> That's an interesting spot right there, buddy. Yeah. I promise you it is. What's the hardest part about uh, about the job? The hardest part about working on a tugboat? Yes, sir. Uh, well, you know, you, you meet different people. So you're gonna have you're gonna have different uh different attitudes. So you gotta try to learn how to read people. And if a situation presents itself, you gotta try to be able to de-escalate it right then and there and try to 
meet on common grounds, you know, because you're on the boat and everybody on the boat, you got, like I said, you got six, yeah, different personalities. So you got to try to manage all of that and try to make sure that everybody, you know, y'all want a core because you got to think that we, uh, we on the boat. So ain't no just getting off and going and talking to somebody. I got to try to manage all of that plus to <laughs> keep, keep the boat going. So it's, it's, it's been a challenge, but so far so good. I'm up to the I'm up to the challenge though. How many guys on the boat with you? Uh, a total of me it would be seven. All right. Anything else interesting you'd like to share about your career? Oh yeah, man. It's uh, what I I could tell anybody is that if you don't have a college education, man, this this will be me personally just speaking by me just having just by me just having a um. A high school education, man, it, it has provided a good lifestyle for me and my family. I would recommend it to anybody. You know, if you don't have a college education that you could move up through the ranks working on the tugboat. You know, you could go from deckhand to if you want to be a cook or if you want to go to the engine room or even if you wanted to go to um, the wheelhouse like I did. You know, uh, you can provide provide really, really well for your family. And uh, it has been a tremendous, tremendous employment for me just due to the fact that, you know, my daughter, she just got a master's in electrical engineering from Alabama A&M. No kidding. My oldest son, he's uh, he's in the Navy. And uh, my youngest son, he's uh, he works for the post office. So it, it, it has provided, you know, many avenues for my kids. And just for my family, man, and I, I recommend it to anybody that's, you know, looking for something to try to start a career, a career with, you know. I have no regrets. Only thing, the only thing about it is just the time away from home and the time away, you know, from the family. Because uh, at the end of the day, you just can't, you can't get that time back. But at the same time, when you do come home, you do have time. You know, that time is yours. It's with your family. It's just whatever you want to do, you know. And once you come home, you're at home. That's that's the, you know, that's the best part about it. Right. Was, uh, was the wheelhouse always the intention for you? Oh, to be honest with you, I wanted to go in the engine room. But the more I talked to my uh, captain, uh, Rodney Norris, he kind of convinced me to go on from the engine room to the, to the wheelhouse. And... I just he just stole that curveball for me, and, and, and y'all, it all worked out for me. So yeah, that that was the wheelhouse wasn't part of the plan, but Rodney talked me into it. It, it encouraged me to go that way. It wasn't a bad idea at all. I got you. What is your uh, your son doing in the Navy? How long has he been in? He's a corpsman. He's been in uh since 2010. Okay. Your other kids still in the Mobile area? Oh no 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 no. Uh, my uh, daughter, she stays in the uh, Phoenix, Arizona. The youngest one, he stays in the uh, Mobile, and my uh, oldest son, he stays in uh, Florida, Jacksonville. She's stationed in Jacksonville. Okay, where is your daughter mm -hmm. working? She worked General Dynamics. Okay, how long has she been there? It's been uh, about a year. She used to work for Lockheed Martin in uh, Houston, Texas. All right. Bill of Mills. And then your youngest son, what does he do for the post office? 
He works at the uh, the warehouse. He's a mail handler. Okay. Any uh, any college interest for him? Yeah, actually, he uh, he did an online class and he finished that computer programming. Yep, he finished that. He wrapped that up. So yeah, everybody doing good for themselves, man. I'm proud of all of them. Well, good for you, man. Good for them. Uh, how much no. longer do you have off till you get back on the boat? I got a couple more weeks, about three more weeks to go. I come back January the 5th. I got a little more time at the house with the wife and just, you know, sit back, enjoy the holidays and just uh, enjoy the festivities. Roger that. Are y'all uh, 28 and 28 on that boat? Uh, we are 21 and 21. I got off early because my, my daughter, like I said, she graduated. She got a master's engineer. So I got off early for that. Well, like I said, but it pretty much burns out my questions here. I do appreciate your time. Anything else you'd like to share? Um, nope. That's it, man. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, uh, bud. All right, then. Thank you, man. No problem. Have a good day.